I haven't spilled anything yet, but I did forget um, some pieces that are uh, really important for hooking everything up and actually doing the recording <laughs> part of recording a podcast, which is the primary um, function thing you need to, to do a podcast is recording. That's true. It's really one of the only things. No, I mean, you need words, but that's Two. after the recording. <laughs> You need fans. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Yeah. Um, I'm Shiloh. I'm Amelia. And this is Plead the Belly, a podcast about women and the crimes they commit. Plead the Belly is a pleading the belly is a practice from early English common law where women could claim they were pregnant to avoid execution. This podcast contains explicit and disturbing content. Listener discretion is advised. Uh, today, we're talking about Bella Gunnis. And the intro that I just made up in my head is, what'd you dig up down there? <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Announcements. What do you have for announcements? Nothing. Tell somebody something. <laughs> it's I, the end of the year. Like, is... right, well, this is going to post in January, but right now it's not yet the new year. We're still living in the last decade. Ha. <laughs> <laughs> that was a real pity laugh. It wasn't a pity laugh. It was like a, ha. like it hit me but not the hardest you know Mm, that's fair um okay do you have any announcements yeah the usual ones hey everyone we're on instagram at plead underscore the underscore belly underscore podcast and if you go there now you can see a really cute tonks photo thing that amelia put up and it's awesome um you um don't forget to leave a review and if you leave a review, you will have, like, our eternal love forever. And yeah. And ever and ever. I feel like a good resolution for people is to support podcasts that they listen to. And a really good way to do that is to leave a review. And support us on Patreon. That's the other one. But if you're going to do nothing, if you can only do one thing, leave a review. It's free. And it helps us a lot. It's just... And uh, tell your friends about us. Yeah. You should talk more about the podcast that you like. We're also on Twitter and Facebook, um, and go to pleadthebelly.com for all the stuff. Click shop. There's a whole bunch of cool stuff. Amelia just ordered the coasters, and I'm not going to lie to you all. I was a little worried about what the coasters were going to look like, and we're using them. They're freaking awesome. They're also in the Instagram post. Yeah. So go to Instagram mm-hmm. and like us and share us and all of that. Please. I think that's what I got. Hey, you want to know what? What about a Tonk story? Um... I have a cat story. You can share your cat story. It's horrible. Oh, did one die? No, but oh, it's okay. almost worse than that. The old cat has yeah. started pooping upstairs. Oh. And like when we got him, he had issues with the cat box, but he came from a hoarding situation and we worked it out and it was fine. But then he got like sick or something, but we took him to the vet and then the vet was like, well, he's probably just not making it there in time so let's give him this prescription cat food and then he ate the prescription cat food and then it just turned to like puddles so that wasn't working so we put him back on the regular food and things seem to be okay for the last three days but like this was crazy this was like you walk in the house and you're like (laughs) 
what's that smell and you're going crazy because he was like trying to get there in time he just couldn't make it there in time so there would be like little spots in those i have dark wood floors so it was like oh my god so you're sniffing around and really we just were basically using the kitten like where's the kitten scratching (laughs) trying to like cover stuff up oh my gosh could you put on another litter box for him we could but but he wasn't making it you know, right, but like just like hit him, like, like he'd be laying somewhere, and then he'd get up, and where he was laying, oh. there's a pile of poop. He needs diapers. No, he's fine now. We he got him. Diapers. We got him. We did a, fucked with his diet a little bit. You know, just hit restart on the diet and <laughs> rebooted it. And now we're good for now. But he did poop in my dirty clothes. Oh, at least they were dirty. And I found out because I put my sleeping pants pajama pants in there and i just pull them out or whatever and it was dark and i (laughs) i don't need to finish that we all know what happened from there so that wasn't pleasant yeah but i want to let everyone know he's doing fine right now and but that was been on top of the regular already stressful christmas holidays my cat would not stop shitting everywhere we had to roll up all the rugs oh like all of the rugs are rolled up we have a towel in front of our door to put your shoes on because it's easier to wash oh so that's my life right now anyway that was kind of depressing but um i just wanted to vent (laughs) okay (laughs) so tonks hasn't had puddle poops that's good nope she still poops normally Count your blessings, Amelia. <laughs> Amelia gave me the most sarcastic look. <laughs> Count your blessings. I don't. I don't have much. Merry, uh, happy New Year. It's 2020. Do something with your life. That's what you do on New Year's. You fix your life. It's such an arbitrary. You know what? Just do it. It's a tradition. Don't challenge a tradition. Do you do New Year's resolutions? Um, uh, sometimes. Yeah. Are you gonna do one this year? I mean. I have some things I want to fix about myself. <laughs> I was like, so why not start now? <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. Let's talk about Belle. Belle Gunness. So she was born on either November 11th or 22nd, because that's how history works, <laughs> in 1859 in Norway. And she was born as Brynhild Paul's Dadder Sturth, which is a great... That's a hard one. It's a good name. That's, um, that's hardy. Yeah. Her dad was a stonemason. She grew up pretty poor. Uh, she immigrated to the U.S. in 1883. She moved to Chicago where her sister lived. Um, her sister lived in the U.S. and her brother stayed in Norway. And that was because the dad wanted the sisters to marry better. And I guess he didn't care about the brother. The brother stayed behind to become another stonemason. They got to work, man. Yeah. So, um, in 1884, so 11 years later, she married Mads Albert Sorensen, which is a good name. Mads is a good name. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. She had four kids with him, and then they also had a foster child named Jenny Olson. Um, so, this was confusing. So, I don't know what you found, but some of them, some of my sources said that they had four kids. She had four kids, and then some said... That none of them were actually hers. Like, she didn't give birth to any of them. Mm, I found that it was three children, and I'm not sure how she acquired them. <laughs> okay. Um, but that was that's one of the theories for why she did what she did, which we'll talk about in a second. So, 
Mads owned a candy store and Belle worked there. Uh, in 1895, the candy store burned down. A couple years later, so the candy store burned down. A couple years later, their house burned down. And Mads and Belle collected insurance money for both of those. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And then two of the children died from acute coliitis. Um, and interestingly enough, acute coliitis and strychnine poisoning share common symptoms such as abdominal pain. Um, but basically the coroner didn't check into this because they didn't have any reason to, because kids died all the time in the early, right in the late 19 or late 18, early 1900s. Um, so Belle collected money, collected her money from her kids dying. And then her husband died of heart failure on the single day that his two in- life insurance policies overwrap. Overlapped. Did they have life insurance on their kids? I think so. Because well, it says she kinda, got money. That kind of makes sense because kids did die a lot yeah. more. I don't know then. how... When was life insurance invented? Because we're doing a lot of these early century ones where it's like life insurance. And I just imagine these little like like pre-automobile like people going around to like all these places and being like you know like the the snake peddlers or whatever and snake just, oil like, yeah get some of this life insurance i think it's <laughs> been around longer than you think like yeah. you think it's i don't know why you would get it on your kids though because isn't the point of life insurance theoretically to help you in case like someone else who makes money dies but your children were your investments that's like your true. children were point. meant to help you yeah. on your farm or whatever. And then plus you also have to like pay for all the expenses. Yeah. Of, the funeral and stuff. Yeah. Dying's expensive, people. Yeah. Don't do it. So. <laughs> <laughs> Is that our. T- oh, my God. That's our new tagline. <laughs> Don't die. You can't afford it. <laughs> all right. So her husband died. Um of heart failure his family demanded an inquiry but no charges were ever filed again his symptoms were similar to strychnine poisoning but the doctor overruled this and said no 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 it's definitely a heart failure i've got this i am not in any way being paid off by bell don't worry about it what is strychnine poisoning is that a is that like an element like is that something you put in someone's coffee we're finding out we're looking it up yeah it is a white odorless bitter crystalline powder that can be taken by mouth inhaled or mixed into a solution and given intravenously it's a strong poison only a small amount is needed to produce produce severe side effects um where do you it's found in a plant okay it's available in in the past it was available in pill form and used to treat many ailments no now we use it to kill rats and it's also often mixed with lsd heroin and cocaine e so that's terrifying oh it's in the water it's one of those ones that like like the drinking water it can be in water but that's why we've that's we filter that yeah right but theoretically yeah i mean who knows what we're really drinking ever don't 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 do that what don't be that conspiracy person oh i'm sorry have you been to michigan lately (laughs) Are you going to also lecture me about how there's fluoride in the water and the government uses it to... I know. That's actually to... probably really helpful for teeth. That's why they do it. All right. So... Oh, you can take it through your nose. That doesn't sound like a good idea. I mean, none of this sounds like a good idea. Sounds like it would, like, chop up with cocaine pretty well, though. Yeah. If you really wanted to 
do something terrible. That's awful. Don't think about that. People severely affected by strychnine poisoning are not likely to survive. One of the side effects is death. (laughs) All right. All right. So with her husband's insurance payout, Belle bought a farm, a 40-acre farm near Laporte, Indiana. She remarried Peter Guinness. Guinness. Um, and they had a child that died under mysterious circumstances again. So she had a baby, died under mysterious circumstances. Peter was like, this is sketchy. And he sent his eldest daughter, Swanhild. What? I love that. Yeah, to live with his relatives. And she was the only child to survive Guinness. <gasps> she's so, still alive? No, she'd be dead because I mean, of she's old. dead now, but yeah. she didn't die by Guinness. Did she say anything about it? About living there? No. Why not? Why? <laughs> so he died the same way, um, probably of strychnine poisoning, but he also didn't get an autopsy. And then I can switch it over to you now if you want. Okay. You want to take it up? That's about what I have. Uh, yeah, Laporte. I didn't think it was called Laporte. <laughs> <laughs> You guys, we try not to pronounce things like Minnesotans, but like we're both pretty Minnesotan. We try it like we're, I know we're like, it sounds like we're ignorant, but we really try. So on April 28th, 1908, there was a fire in their house in Laporte. Laporte. Who's there? The Belganis. So it's just her? Yeah, I'm starting at the fire. We're going to work backwards. Oh, okay. Does that make sense for you? Yeah. Because of suspense. (laughs) <laughs> i am on uh yeah okay so on april 28th <laughs> 1908 there's a fire in bella gunness's house and in the fire in the burnt there were discovered in the basement four burnt bodies three children an adult female with her head cut off dun 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 is that what you wanted yeah okay. that was perfect thanks <laughs> I felt like you were in my head for a second. And I, <laughs> only in that instance was that okay. Um, the woman was Belle Gunnis, who died in the fire with her children. Wait, the woman with her head cut off was yeah. Belle? A le- well, we, well, that was, let's be clear. The investigators felt that the woman with her head cut off was Belle Gunnis. Was her head there? No. Oh. There was no head. Oh, it's just the So body. they had to try to identify her. Without her teeth. And we probably didn't have fingerprints in then. 1908. Did we have fingerprints in 1908? I mean, I mean, she like was we had burned. fingerprints. She but was like burned. Oh. So it was just. Belle's a con- clever lady. But <laughs> decapitating herself? No. <laughs> it's a clever lady. <laughs> Guys, so also, <laughs> we're both sick. Well, I'm sick. I'm in a self-inflicted. It's yeah, my fault. Shiloh's working off the holidays. <laughs> We're both living our best lives over here. Yeah. Um. But you know that you guys know us by now. This isn't our first time. You know, it's you- not your first rodeo. <laughs> um. Okay. So why would someone burn down her house and cut off her head? Let's find out. In 1905, she decided after her husband had died that she wanted to find love again, and she started placing these classified ads in the Scandinavian language newspapers. So, like, paper tinder. I love classified ads in papers. I know. I think they're, like, the weirdest, best thing. 
I really wish it was still more of a thing. Yeah. Like, they still exist, but they're not what they were. No. They're not as good. Now it's all... It's Craigslist if you're going to do something like that, or it's all the dating sites. I am definitely, like... Well, we both are on that edge of millennial where we remember life before cell phones, but, like, most of our life was with cell phones. Mm -hmm. But I very much remember as a kid, like, on the weekends, reading through the classifiers. so good. And just being like, oh, my gosh. All the acronyms and stuff. Um, So... She remarried. She found love. Yeah. She was trying to find love. So I'm just going to read the classified to you. Like what she wrote. It's a personal. It says personal. Comely widow who owns a large farm in one of the finest districts in LaPorte County, Indiana, which doesn't sound that great, (laughs) um, desires to make the acquaintance of a gentleman equally well provided with view of joining fortunes. So she's not hiding her gold digging here. They must not have charged by the No replies by by letter considered unless sender is willing to follow answer with a personal uh, visit. And she ended it with triflers need not apply. And I just feel like I wish I wasn't like, okay, let me phrase this correctly. If I were still dating, I would want my dating profile to say triflers (laughs) need not apply. That's That's so. I have a question. Yeah. Because she said that you can't reply via mail. How are you supposed to reply? No, she said don't reply via mail unless you intend to come to the farm and visit her. But how do you not, how do you reply? She's saying don't reply in general unless you plan on oh, coming to I see got me. It. Okay. Yeah, you're thinking, you're thinking there are other technology options I here. was like, I don't think she has like a phone. There's no other technology. Yeah, exactly. gotcha, gotcha, I mean, gotcha, I guess gotcha. telegraph. Sexy. Yeah, that could get. Hey rhythm getting uh, <clears throat> so she was looking for someone who could be useful with the land and finances or whatever okay that's smart so, that's smart there's like some quotes and letters that i find like really interesting so in for from one of her suitors they found a letter it says i've picked out the most respect i've picked out the most respectable and i've decided that yours is such if you think that you're able in some way, to put up $1,000 cash, we can talk matters over personally. Wait, someone sent her that? she That's her response to a suitor. I love that. Get it, Belle. <laughs> She's just, like, not even... Like, we know... Okay, we've done enough of these serial killer gold diggers. We know right where this is going. Oh, yeah. If you haven't figured it out by now. Okay, so in July 1907, we meet another character, and his name is is Ray Lamphere, and he was a hired hand on her farm. And they had a relationship, but this was strictly sexual. So she was, like, courting all these money boys, and then she had her fuck boy. She's got this down, right? So he lived on the second floor of the house and did... What a stereotype, Belle, <laughs> to sleep with your farmhand. <laughs> Listen, she knows what she wants. <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't. Um... <laughs> Yeah, he lived on the second floor of the house, and he was upset about the suitors coming through. So she didn't want, um, but she didn't want him to be her husband because he had a gambling problem and he was poor. I, you know, whatever. So while she was sleeping with Lamphere, she was also, like, looking through her suitors, and she had started this relationship with another Scandinavian immigrant from South Dakota. His name was... Andrew Helgline. 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 
Andrew. So over about so they had been exchanging letters for some time. It's a sixteen months, but I'm not sure of the accuracy of that. Um, and they sent about eighty letters to each other, and then eventually, when Andrew came to visit in January of 1908, she kicked Lamphere out of his room. <gasps> this is and, like a soap opera. And told him to sleep in the barn. <laughs> is that what? You, I mean. I know he's your fuck boy, but you have to give him some respect here. Damn. I don't know. That's, I mean, I think that's kind of harsh. Um, so, I mean, she was harsh, though. Like, I feel like the, I, I feel bad for him, but also, like, this can't be a surprising behavior. No. You know, like. I mean, she, like, it's said that there were men coming through yeah. to meet her. Yeah, I have it listed that she met with six men through the column is that what you had um i have i don't remember because she met with an olaf and an oli <laughs> and another olaf god this sounds like a really dirty minnesotan joke it's like an only and lena joke yeah. except yeah. except for it really happened <laughs> <laughs> and people died um so <laughs> spoilers yeah they figured it out <laughs> our listeners are really smart they always know where we're going with this so um so anyway uh i lost my spot and he came to the farm and she made the guy sleep in the barn. Yeah, so Andrew's coming to visit and he had pulled out all his money and sold all his things and he showed up with like 2839 which is an awfully specific number of money um to like build their new life together even though she's lives on this farm she supposedly like Good. has like money but I don't know. So according to Gunnis, Lamphere once once andrew arrived at the farm lamphere had become like a creeper and he was peeping in on them and all this stuff and she wanted to kick him off the property Mm. and so she this was her story and so she went to the police and um tried to declare him insane which failed (laughs) and then she had him arrested for trespassing which seems more appropriate um, and then after that, he was arrested. Except that he lived there. Yeah, unless, but once you, like, if you live there and then someone kicks you out and then you don't leave, you're trespassing. But can she just kick him out? Like, it's just... She owns the property. Yeah, but he was, like, a renter. No, he was a farmhand. Your... He can, she can fire him and, and kick him out. If you verbally tell someone to get off your property and then they don't or they come back, you can trespass them. I looked into this because I had bad neighbors. Well, it depends on the state. Well, in Minnesota. (laughs) We're not in Minnesota. We're in Indiana. Okay. Well, according to Minnesota trespassing law, you have to verbally or have a post. You have to post it. But you have to, like, prove that you verbally said it or whatever. Anyway, those bitches are not parking in my alley anymore. (laughs) good for you yeah why wasn't that story in the announcements um i guess i didn't realize how relevant it was (laughs) to this until just now me and all my trespassing knowledge um so okay so he's arrested for trespassing blah 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 this happened a couple times so the um laporte city officials were were uh, aware that lamb fear um seemed to have it out for her and that there was a conflict there um, so let's go back to talk about Andrew a little bit. So when Andrew left in for Indiana, he promised his brother Azel, which is like Axel with an L, which seems very Scandinavian. Yeah. Um, that he, I'm sorry. I just, 
shouldn't comment on the names, but that's one I hadn't seen before, um, that he would be back in a week, which was a lie. He was leaving to be with a woman. No one's going to like horse and buggy out. Maybe no, he was going to no, South Dakota to Indiana. It. it takes like a week to horse out to it's Indiana. It's a very short booty call. Yeah. Booty call. 1908. <laughs> so anyway, so after a week, his brother got worried. And the farmhands in South Dakota from the farm he was moving from found all these letters from Gunnis. And so Azel read through the letters and was like, this does not seem good. Uh, because here's a quote. Now see that all you can get cash for. Okay, so basically cash and everything you can get cash for. And if you have much left, you can easily take it with you. As we will soon sell it here and get a good price on everything. Um, leave neither money or stock up there, but make yourself free from Dakota so you will have nothing more to bother you up there. So in another letter that they found, it said, don't say one word about it to anyone, not even your nearest relative. Okay, you guys, I just want to make this really clear to everyone out there in case, because this has happened, like Amelia just said, in in multiple (laughs) occasions. If someone says... Get all your money, come to this place, and don't tell anyone where you're going. You're gonna die. Yeah. That's just, there's no alternative to how that's going to end for you. Um, if you learn nothing else from this podcast. So he wrote to her and was like, where's my brother? And she was like, why do you want to know where your brother is? Um, but it, like, she's like, well, I just don't want to give you a definite answer but he came here and then he left for chicago and i don't know where he is in chicago um and she said she would just forward the letters that azel was sending to her to chicago like she wouldn't say this is his address she was just like i'll just forward your letters Mm -hmm. um you guys anytime someone does that they killed somebody um does this remind us of the bloody benders is that a the one we're thinking bit. of? I but thought there, there was, was also other... the one in Italy where she would take the women and then make them write letters oh, yeah. to their families and say, don't search for me. So Azel was suspicious, wrote another letter and asked her to forward it to him in Chicago, which I don't understand how at this point he's not like, what the fuck is going on down there? But this was her response. She's like, I got, this is just stupid. She's like, I got the letter in the morning, read it, laid it in the china closet in the kitchen, went to milk the cows. And when I came back, the letter was gone. Oopsies. (laughs) I don't know where it went. And then she was like blaming her ex farmhand. She's like, that Lamphere was here and he probably had taken it. Because if he's there, he's going to steal a letter. Yeah. But also, what what an elaborate explanation not like, oh, I lost the letter, but oh, it was here. Or just, I never da, 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 da. got it. But she's mentioning that Lamphir probably took it. Mm. Azel was continually pressing on Gunnis and was becoming more and more suspicious and putting more pressure on her. And as that was happening, Gunnis kept, like, making claims against Lamphir. And she was visiting with her attorney. And on April 27th, of that year, which I forgot which year we're in, but that one, um, she had her attorney draw up a will for herself, Ooh. and she seemed really anxious. Uh, she told the lawyer 
that she'd basically what she'd been telling everyone in town Lamphere was causing her more trouble and she was afraid he was going to do something dangerous and she said i want to prepare for it and she allegedly told her lawyer i'm afraid the fool is going to kill me and burn my house down oh mm, that seems a little suspicious to me so after meeting with bell gunnis um so she went home that night with cakes in a toy train and two gallons of kerosene that she bought. Uh, t- like, how awful is that? Like, I'm going to bring my children home these toys and then I'm going to Wait, so them. she has kids? She has kids yeah. with her on the farm? She has kids living with her on the farm. Are they her kids or her adopted kids? I, I don't even know from? how she got them. She just, for the sake of the story, she just has them. I didn't, you read that. I didn't read anything about how All she got All the kids her I kids. know about died. Well, there are going to be more dead ones soon. Um, this feels like a big you should So know. she made a big meal for her family. And then uh, the following morning, her house burned. And Ray Lamphere was arrested because uh, he was suspicious with all the stuff. So wait, we're caught up to the decapitated woman and the Yeah, kids. so now we're back to that spot where her house burned down and there's kids burned up and the deta- their, her head is gone and they're burned. And at this point, Azel is coming down from South Dakota to investigate and try to find his brother. So on May 4th, my birthday, also intergalactic Star Wars Day, um... Azel went to the sheriff's office and ho- and trying to figure out where his brother was, and they drove out to the house. Oh, maybe they did have cars, or maybe they drove the horse, and told him to see. Uh, and they were looking for like clues in the rubble to try to figure out if there's anywhere, uh, that could point him to where his brother was. So as they were digging through the rubble, they were they were trying to find the head and they couldn't find it, and they were getting really frustrated, like, "Oh, I can't find the head." Um. And because that's what the coroner needed to make a, an actual identification. And so it was basically like, oh, like the newspaper had wrote a whole thing about how Ray Lamphere must have disposed of it because he hated her so much um, and did it to bury the evidence of the crime. Um, so they were digging and digging and they had no luck to find anything. Um, and then they were stomping around the property and they went into the hog pen and Azel found a gunny sack and inside of the gunny sack were two hands two feet and a head and he recognized the face even though it was half rotted it was his brother oh in a gunny sack that's really sad so they started digging around and they start looking around the yard and they see there's all these little like mound slouch spots you know when you dig a hole in and it like dips in all over the yard and it was and so they started digging them up and they just kept digging up all these burlap bags with all these torsos and hands and arms and they were just hacked and this is gross it said one of them was a human bone wrapped in loose fresh and flesh and dripped like jelly that's pretty gross five bodies were found um but after but then they ended up finding eventually 11. And then I guess it said that the police stopped counting. But I don't know if that's true. Yeah, I all found I found that people either uh, at least 14 victims and up to 40. 
is what I found. Yeah, it was really weird. Yeah. Like, they made it, like, when the the main article, I had a couple, but the main article that I was reading made it sound like there were all these divots all over the yard, all these suspicious spots, and they were digging them all up and just finding body after body. But yeah. the counts were really um, inconsistent. Erratic. Yeah. Um. So there was, like, evidence that the bones were crushed, like they were hit with hammers and dismembered. The Chicago interocean reported um that they had been scattered over the over like faces and stuffed in the ears and stuff like that there was wait that i don't know i must have forgot to type what was stuffed in the ears but oh quicklime obviously because it keeps them from getting smelly and stuff and it makes them decompose faster why do you know that um because i watch tv (laughs) and because i grew up on a farm (laughs) Did you stuff mini ears with quicklime? No, I did not. But we used it to keep the gravel from... Because if you put it in on over gravel, it makes it so it doesn't get so dusty. Mm. So, um, but I didn't... I didn't ever kill anybody. <laughs> I just... After you said that, I feel like Such I really need to delay <laughs> I haven't killed anybody. Nope, nope, nope. So there was a clear MO, like a clear pattern. Each body was butchered into six parts. The legs... At the knee, the arms, at the shoulder, the heads were decapitated, and the remains couldn't be identified. And suspiciously, that kind of feels like how the woman's body in the burned fire was found with her head mm. decapitated. That's just me, though. Um, so it people all of a sudden didn't have a lot of sympathy for Gunnis. Um, and they were like, what the hell? Oh, it must have been all these people who were coming in response to her ad in the paper and it was just like this bell went off no that's not the same light. a light went off in their heads and they're like oh all these men were coming then then we never saw them again strange duh um uh, so the report- all these men came with their entire life savings right and then you never saw them and the bodies also had intact evidence of rat poison which was that stuff you're talking Strychnine. about yep which probably, I mean, she was, I guess, like, not a super strong woman. So yeah. that would make it really, She's like, consistent. poison them and then hack them apart. It makes it easier to kill these big, strong men with money. Um, so she got a lot of nicknames in the press. She was the Indiana Orgress. Orgress. I can say that word. And the female Bluebeard. And someone compared her to Lady Macbeth. And they called it the Horror Farm. Also, there's a museum. And we need to add that to think. Ooh, murder road trip. Yeah. And the museum has photos from the articles from this time. And I really think we need to add that to the road trip. So no. So they're still looking for Belle. Yeah. They don't know. Well, point. they're like. Did they release the farmhand? Well, let's talk about that. Tell me. So Lanfear was continued to be prosecuted for murder and the fires. But. The investigators later learned that her husband, and I didn't know she had two husbands, her husband had died on the one and only day that his two life insurance policies overlapped, yeah, that's and I that's what about. you covered. And she incl- she collected all that insurance on her deceased family members, as well as on two properties that burned. Okay, you covered all this, but the investigators just realized this. And... um. So then they were like, I don't know if this slam for your guy did it because this is there's a lot of suspicion here. So he was acquitted of the murder because a chemist found the the traces Strict of nine. the poison um, in the burned 
children's bodies um and that he was not that so the kids were figured to not have been killed by arson but from the poison but he was still convicted of the arson um and before his death he confessed to a pastor that he had witnessed the murder of Andrew and had demanded hush money from Gunnis, so she fired him, and that was his story. Like, I'm not a creeper. I just wanted my payout. Uh, and then Lamphere returned to his house to take back his belongings, and Gunnis charged him with trespassing and defamed him. And then today, a lot of people believe that Gunnis was responsible for the fire with her old farmhand because her... With... Yeah. All, I don't need to recap it. All the stuff. But that's just a theory and people... We still don't really know whose body that was in the fire. And it doesn't make sense. Like, so, like it doesn't make sense that it was hers to me. Like I agree. And I think she escaped. There were, like, I guess reported sightings. But, like, no one really knows about that. Mm. And also, it was, it was her mo like all like the poison and everything and you can't chop the head up like if she really wanted lamphere to go down for it she could have just kept her head you know if she wanted to kill herself and make him she could have kept her head and then a lot of this probably wouldn't have even happened like they probably wouldn't have investigated it so hard i mean yeah she can't chop her own head off i know i was thinking about that i was i was like how do you do that you, I think you could chop your own head off, but I think you would need, there would be evidence. And then also you wouldn't be able to hide your head. That's what I, I spent a lot of time thinking about this. Like, how do you hide your own head? And that's troubling to me that I spent so much yeah. time. So here's a question I probably shouldn't ask. I'm putting myself in Gunness's shoes for a minute. I just collected all this money. And the only reason I stopped was because my farmhand was coming on to me and then the stupid dead guy's brother is coming on to me and my ruse was pretty much up so I had to end it. So I kill some random... Also, there wasn't like anything that I found. I was trying to see if there was any reports of missing women but then it was like the early 1900s. Like, of yeah. course there wasn't. And, and then it's like, okay, let's assume that it wasn't her in the fire and that she moved... Do you continue, do you say, okay, I got all the money I need. I'm retiring and just living a good life now. Or do you just keep doing this? I think she keeps doing it. But I think, and this is. Maybe she became the bloody bender mom. Oh, that's, no, don't. That's (sighs) terrifying. Well, they weren't Scandinavian. No one knew what they were, remember? Oh, yeah, you're right. I don't know if the timeline matches. I don't know if the timeline matches, <laughs> but it's like, this is a lot like what they did there. Except for instead of personal ads, they had this... It was it was an improved process. Yeah, it was easier because they got the guy in the room and then heck, and then buried him. Yeah. It was the same... Oh, but they didn't... Guys, use, we figured it out. They didn't use gunny sacks. <laughs> well, yeah, you have to change some things up. Right, right you don't want to be too... We're going to say our goodbyes. <laughs> I think. Amelia is cutting me off because <laughs> I could probably spin myself in this web the rest of the day. Um, thanks for listening, everyone. Plead the Belly is written and produced by Amelia and Shiloh. Plead the Belly is a listener-supported podcast. Thank you to all of our patrons who support the show. You're the best. And if you would like to support Plead the Belly, go to pleadthebelly.com and click support the show, and then you get to hear the episodes early. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to tell your friends and really don't forget to leave a review and don't forget to not die by poisoning in 2020. Woo!
Who's not mouth breathing today? I'm probably gonna mouth breathe. I mean, we haven't started yet, so like, don't count your chickens before they hatch. Well, do you say you said Bella Gunnis, not Bell Guinness? I don't think it's Guinness. You don't think it so? doesn't have an I? Because at first I thought it was Guinness, and I was like, ooh, beer. But then I like typed it and looked at it. All and right, it's Gunnis. Gunnis. Is it how do you pronounce it? Strict nine. Strict nine. S T I. No. Strict. <laughs> S S T R Y C H N I N E. What I would like to know about it, it almost. Hang on, let me re read that because I'm confused. I'm going to cut all of that because I don't want it to mm-hmm. sound like I'm dumb. When does Peter come into this? Peter. Peter Guinness? Who's that? Her husband? He already died. No, that was her first husband died. Oh. Because Mads was her first husband and Peter was her second husband. We're going to have to rewind. You're on such a roll. I know. And then I wrote a bunch of jumbles. 